Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Yeah, wasn't that good? Awesome. Yes. Hey, welcome today to church. My name is Pastor JF. So honored to be a part of this local community of believers and this incredible team. Man, I'm just humbled to get uh, just to be a part of what God's doing here in Parkland, Tacoma area. And it's just been amazing seeing how right here, you know, ground zero where our church is located, how this body of believers has such an impact throughout our county. It's been an amazing thing. And so I want to thank everybody for your continued faithfulness, whether it's been with your time, your treasures, or your talents, and all of it combined. So amazing thing. Man, we had an amazing candlelight Christmas Eve service here. If if you're in the building, how many of you are at that? Just slip your hand. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We had a great crowd and it was great to get some good news from Olympia. How many, how many of you know it's always great to get good news from Olympia? You know what I mean? Like, and part of that was some of the mandates uh, ha- had been adjusted, allowing us to have some more folks in the auditorium. So I don't know, Christmas Eve felt a little bit more normal, didn't it? It was pretty cool. And um, it was just an amazing time where we took some time and remembered and celebrated the birth of Christ. And we held those candles up. It was an amazing thing. And then, you know, I've got two little kids, a nine-year-old daughter, six-year-old son. And, you know, Christmas, like this is nine and six for parents. Like, come on. Like, that's as good as Christmas gets. Because they're just like, ah, you know, they're just out of their minds. You know, it's so much fun. We got home and got everything, you know, ready. And we, in fact, we checked um, the online. We went online. There's, there was a, there's a website where you can go on to, to, to find out through G- GPS and where Santa was at in the world. So then we, ca- we called the, the NORAD hotline and put it on speaker. And we got the recording that Santa, when we called at that time, was flying over the Atlantic Ocean, headed to the Amazon rainforest. And my kids were like, are you, Dad, are you just serious? You know, I'm like, that's what it said. <laughs> it's, I don't know. You got Okay. I'm like, well, that means you got to get in bed. And they were just all fired up. And, and so my son Fulton and his, you know, you know, candy cane striped PJs. He just like, he was just like so pumped and you got to put the milk and cook. We did the whole thing. Right. And we put that next to our fireplace and I had a fire going and it was, man, I'll never forget this rest of my life. My little six-year-old, I'm like, all right, buddy, you got to head to bed. And he kind of turns a quarter and he's getting ready to run up the stairs and he stops and he looks back dead serious. And he says, dad, I'm like, yeah. He goes, can you make sure uh, you put the fire out so Santa doesn't burn his bottom on the way down. <laughs> it was just like, it's perfect. I mean, it was like, I was, there's nothing more. It was the happiest moment of my, you know, and I was like, yeah, buddy, I'll, I'll put the fire out. We, we can't have any burned bottoms on Christmas Eve, okay? So I made sure to put that out. And, but man, we just had a great time with our, just, it was really just the four of us. I know all of us, we had all had our Christmases look a little different with, COVID-19, but it was, it was still good. And, you know, as we just watched that Dear 2020 video, I know everyone in this room, those of you watching online, we felt that, right? <laughs> like, I felt that. I, I noticed some pe- wiping your eyes. I mean, this has been, I know it. This has been a difficult, a difficult year where 
we've all experienced loss to some level. Some of you have actually loved, lost loved ones. I know in, uh, in my, not my immediate family, but uh, very close friends uh, to my parents, uh, several of them lost their battle with COVID-19. So it's touched all of us in some capacity and just all of the other things too that's happened this year. And so there's been just loss and pain and sickness and fear, anxiety, loss of work. All of these things took place this year. But you know, as I sat right there on the front row Christmas Eve and I held that candle up, I was reminded, I felt like the Holy Spirit just nudged me and said, I want you to know I really am Emmanuel, God with you. I, like I felt the Holy Spirit and I felt this new sense of hope in Jesus Christ like I never have before. It was almost like he was saying to me, you've made it this far, I'm, I'm with you. You've grown so much individually and as a, as a church, a local church, you've gr- we've all grown so much. And anytime you experience growth, it always involves pain. I mean, it always involves stretching of whether it's a physical, actual physical muscle or a spiritual one of some kind. A, we've all been stretched, and, but we've all grown. And, and, and so with, with that in mind, we have a decision to make at an individual level and at a local church level where we have to now ask ourselves as we approach 2021, this Friday, what are we going to do with this growth? You know, during this, you know, historically, this is kind of the week where we start throwing that phrase around New Year's resolutions, you know? And like, I know this year that takes on a whole new meaning, but I just thought that, hey, why don't we, let's talk about resolutions today. And I don't mean just like, more kale and 100 push-ups a day. I don't, I, and those are all good. Join the gym. I'm going to read 50 books a year. Whatever, it, like do all that stuff. Write it all down and have at it. But I want to talk about those of us that are followers of Jesus, some spiritual resolutions that we can really embrace. And I feel like the Holy Spirit nudged me on this week. And it, it lines up perfectly with a passage of Scripture found in Philippians chapter 3, where Paul is encouraging a brand new church plant. Uh, really, he's encouraging them in some areas of resolutions that have happened in his own life that he's encouraging them to participate in as well. And so I wanna, I wanna look at that word and I wanna encourage every one of us uh, as we move into 2021 this Friday. And you know what, There's a, we gotta set some groundwork and really unpack what that word resolutions mean? What what is a resolution? Well, I went to the Oxford English Dictionary this week because that's the only right one, by the way. Um, And I found three definitions that are going to line up perfectly with the text that I'm going to teach from today. But look at this definition here. You'll see it on the screen, this word resolution. The first definition that um, the dictionary came up with, here it is, a firm decision to do or not to do something. So it's this firm, like, I'm going to do this, I'm not going to do that, okay? That's the first definition. The second definition is the quality of being determined or resolute. So like, this is kind of like an attitude, a a state of mind, if you will. I'm determined, I'm not going to waver. You see where I'm going with that. Then here's this third one right here, and that is 
the action of solving a problem, dispute, or a contentious matter. So if there's conflict, needs resolution, right? So those are just three definitions that I'm going to play, uh, play around with uh, throughout the, re- the remainder of this teaching right here. And as believers, uh, we need to be reminded that there is a spiritual war that's taking place right now. And we are connected to it because we're not just flesh and blood. We are spirit beings. And so we're maybe, hey, listen, I've talked to a lot of people in the past 10 months who have experienced this in their own personal lives. And so with that in mind, we have to be prepared and equipped as Christians, all right? In fact, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 confirms that there, there is an enemy that is up to some nefarious things against us. Look at this. 1 Peter 5, verse 8 says, Be alert and be of sober mind. Be prepared. Be equipped. Be ready. He says, Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So the enemy has his agenda, and we have to be prepared. We have to be alert and of sober mind. So um, as Christians, we need to pray, and we need to use discernment and be resolute. Some of it will involve problem solving, that we're going to need downloaded supernatural information from the Holy Spirit to get through as we approach 2021. And so many of you have already been applying Uh, the Word of God in this area in this year. And, you know, in my studies, I came across this passage out of Philippians chapter 3 that I want to look to you right now. I'm going to pack it a little bit. Philippians 3, let's go to the text. Starting in verse 10, Paul is writing to this young church plant. He says, I want to know Christ. Yes. To know the power of His resurrection and participation in His sufferings becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Verse 12, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now I want you to do something. I want you to take this text and actually apply it to your own personal context. All right? I want you to, if you can, I know it's, it's, it's not obviously uh, <laughs> the most fun thing to dwell on. But just apply this text to 2020 as we move into 2021 for your own personal life. The things that you experienced, a lot of things that was rough. And then I want you to apply what Paul's talking about as we move into this 2021. And I want to give you three spiritual resolutions that I believe God wants for all of us in 2021. So if you're taking notes, three spiritual resolutions that God has for Church for All Nations in 2021. First one is this. 
Number one, resolve to know Jesus Christ better. And this is all about that first definition of the word resolution. Now, these resolutions, as I go one, two, three, will line up perfectly with the one, two, three of the definition of resolution, all right? So I just said resolve to know Christ Jesus better, and it aligns perfectly with the first definition, and that was a firm decision to do or not to do something. I want to encourage you here today to make a firm decision a resolution to pursue a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ in 21. And how do we do that? Well, it requires each and every one of us quieting ourselves and listening to his voice because most of the time when he's speaking to us, it's through a whisper. How can we hear a whisker? whisper? We have to get quiet ourselves. He whispers through his written word and he whispers through his Holy Spirit. All right. And on one hand, 2020 was pretty loud, wasn't it? At times it was pretty chaotic. At times it was even obnoxious. At times we were afraid. At times we didn't know what, it was uncertain. We didn't know what the next day was going to hold. There was all this stuff. There was just so much, um, just, there was no clarity, if you will. And so there was noise, and I'm not just talking about physical noise. We, oh yeah, we experienced some physical noise in 2020, but just the noise of everything going on. So that was on one hand in 2020, but on the other complete opposite hand, with the quarantine and with the um, shelter in place and all of these things, there was these long stretches, these periods of silence where at, for some people, maybe you, uh, maybe you, you live at home and you, you, were, uh, you live by yourself. And I, I remember talking to people early on in the pandemic that lived alone and they were like, pastor, there, there was like three, four, five, maybe sometimes a week at a time where I didn't like talk to anybody, right? And in that, obviously, there's, there's a lot of loneliness and there's a lot of pain. And I, and we, I talked to a lot of people that we had, to, we had to talk through some of those things. But then I had a lot of conversations with folks that said it was in those moments where I heard from God like I never have before. And what was that about? It was about all the distractions of life had been shut down. <laughs> like, there, remember, there was like no sports. Do you remember that? There was no sports. You couldn't go to the movies. Everything was shut, all restaurants. And it was like, we were all kind of like, well, what do we do now? Well, I knew a lot of folks, including myself, that we were more intentional with spending time with the Lord. And we quieted, our, not, not, not just the physical noise, but like the, the noise in our lives. And it was in those moments, some of the richest moments that I've had with the Lord were in the past 10 months, God showed up. And this is how he wants us to even approach 2021 as things begin to reopen, I don't know, another six months or whatever, we're gonna get back to normal. But I, I want you to know the temptation is just to go back to the way we used to do things. And as a believer, we've grown and we've definitely grown in the area of quieting ourselves. And so I encourage you, as we move into 2021, keep applying this spiritual discipline of getting quiet and meditating on His Word and what He's saying and quieting ourselves. And in fact, this resolving to know Christ Jesus better, this is what Paul just says right out of the gate in verse 10. He says, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of His resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. What is he saying? 
I want to know him in such a way that I can feel what he felt while he was here. That's the next level. When you're wanting to actually experience the emotions perhaps or, or, or the persecution, right? So Paul says, I want to know, I want to not only know him at that level, I want to know him up until his death. This, is, this was the desire of Paul's heart. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. So the question is, where is your resolve? Where is your resolve? And maybe you can relate to this little idea. I remember on Christmas Day, Ash and I got done with, you know, the big meal or whatever. And we, we kind of looked at each other we're like, okay, that was like, that's the end. Like we're, that was, that was like the last, like just blowout meal. We're going to like, we're going to get our lives together. You know what I'm saying? Don't raise your hand, but you know what I'm talking about? It was like holidays. You're just like, ah, you know what I mean? And, and so we kind of did that and we were like high five. By the way, we were already full, right? We would, we're, we're, you know, we weren't hungry anymore, but we were like, you know, we're good. We're going to change now, right? And so we clean the whole kitchen, the whole house, and do some laundry and get everything put back in order and finally get the kids bathed and get them in bed. And it's like, now it's like eight o'clock at night. And all of a sudden, I just kind of looked at her. I'm like, all right, let's just do Papa John's one more time. You know what I mean? It's like, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, tomorrow we'll be good. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, and what was that all, all about? You know, just couldn't, couldn't stand firm in our resolve. Like we couldn't, we couldn't stand firm in it. You know, I don't say this to, in a way to guilt anybody into what I'm about to say, but there's, you know, there's some Christians, none, none in here. Let's just say it like that. No Christians in here. But there are some Christians out there who approach their relationship with the Lord like this. Like when it's convenient, when, when it makes sense, when I'm already full, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a follower of Christ, but then when it, it gets a little not around my Christian friends or, you know, we can, we can let our guards down and, and um, just go back to living for ourselves. And, and Paul says, no, 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 I don't want anything to do with that. I want to, resolve, I want to make a, a firm, conscious decision to pursue Christ like never before, up until the point of death. This is the type of resolution that Paul encourage, encourages all of us as believers. And here's the second thought that I have, and that is be resolute in the journey. And it aligns perfectly with the second definition, and that is the quality of being determined and unwavering. Resolute. I love that picture too. Unwavering, just like have you ever seen like an eagle, right, in, the, in, a, in a storm, just soaring, arms just straight out, like not flopping everywhere like a duck, you know what I mean? Like look at that picture, it's just like just unwavering, like be resolute in the journey with, with the Lord because it's a lifelong journey that you take with Him. I remember a few years ago, um, Ashley and I decided, we made a firm, resolute decision <laughs> to go up to Mount Rainier with our kids. And it was one of those days, it was just gorgeous, beautiful day. In fact, there's a picture there. Just ignore the beard. Okay, that, was, that wasn't a good season of my life. So uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, as you can see, it was, I mean, it was one of those rare, like picturesque, perfect days in the middle of the winter. And, and we packed the kids up and we headed up Highway 7 there. And 
it was just gorgeous. As you got closer to the, you know, the gate, like right outside of the big, you know, wood archway, Mount Rainier, it's just like, you have arrived, and there's the gatehouse, and, and the people with the funny hats, and the whole thing, and we, you know, we got through there, and it was like, right when we got through the guard station, it was just like, winter wonderland, it's perfect, and, uh, I'll never forget, I saw something that, <laughs> the whole thing was great. But I remember as you go a little bit deeper, about 10 minutes past the guard stand, we came around the corner and there was this massive sign. And the sign said, uh, Mount Rainier viewpoint number one. And I thought to myself, that's interesting. I wonder what that means. And as I looked, I noticed that there were people that had parked their cars and they were getting out and they were walking towards the sign. And some of them had like lawn chairs I saw one guy, true story, a guy had a Weber grill, like a full-on, he, he was going to you know, throw some burgers, I guess, by the sign. And I thought to myself, man, these, they're pretty hard. They're pretty, we should probably stop and see what this viewpoint one's all about. So we parked the car, got the kids out. And this is just right inside the gate. Like we had just gotten there. We get out and we walk across the deal there. And sure enough, you come around the corner and there's the sign. And we, we just noticed like a whole group of people, somewhere in lawn chairs, one guy was getting the charcoal ready. Other people, full families, just big smiles on their face, looking with their heads tilted like this. And I noticed them and I said, maybe we should do that. So I said, look, come on, kids, let's do what they're doing. So we went like this and we all did this. And sure enough, man, there was Mount Rainier. I'm talking like, not like the Mount Rainier we see from, from the parking lot here, which that's a pretty good view too. But like inside there, it was a totally different vibe. It was gorgeous, beautiful. So we stood there, it was like, all right. Now what, you know? And um, Ashley's like, well, maybe we should keep driving up. That's a good idea. So we got back in the car and I noticed the people at the sign didn't go to their cars. They stayed. Oh, that's interesting. So we got in the car and we drove another 10 minutes up. And you see where I'm going with this? There was another sign. That sign said Mount Rainier viewpoint. Go for it. Two. <laughs> And the same thing happened. People walking across the street. So we said, maybe this is a tool. Got out, went to the sign, looked. And we, gorgeous, beautiful. And you know what? We were a little bit closer. So it was a little bit better. But it required us to drive a little higher. And you know what? We went through all six of those viewpoints before we reached paradise that day. And we finally got to paradise. That's the parking lot at paradise. And um, that, was a, that was probably the best view of the day. And we had some fun playing in the snow and whatnot. And we finally ended the day. We got back in the car. We headed back down the mountain. And we got all, true story, you can ask Ash. We got all the way back down to viewpoint one. And we noticed that the people that we saw early in the morning crossing the street to go to viewpoint one were packing all their stuff up and they were walking back to their car. And we even noticed some of them got in their car and, and left meaning they, they never went any further up the mountain. Like they came all the way to Mount Rainier just for viewpoint one. And I thought to myself, huh, that's interesting. I thought to myself, you know what? It's all Mount Rainier National Park. It's all beautiful. The second you drive through the gate, it is gorgeous. But you can't compare the first step into the gate with the summit. It's just totally different, both beautiful and both in the park, but the struggles and the rewards of each are vastly different. 
totally different experiences, totally different experiences of the beauty of it all, but totally different struggles as well. And Paul carries on in his letter here, and he's, he's essentially describing this scene. And he's applying it to his own life. And he's expressing it here in verse 12 because he says, not that I have already obtained all this, meaning I don't have it all together. I haven't figured it all out. He says, or have I arrived at my goal? He's saying, I'm still a work in progress. I haven't made it to the top yet. He goes on to say, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. And I want you to know here, he's not pressing towards his salvation. I think sometimes we, 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 we uh, misunderstand salvation and purpose. You know what I'm talking about? So he's not saying I press on to, to get saved. No, Jesus has already taken care of all of that for him. He, what he's saying here is, I'm pressing on toward the purpose Jesus has for me. And if you sit here today or you watch online, whether you know it or not, you have a purpose on this earth. Yes, he has, we celebrated the birth of Christ. And in a few months on a, on a Friday evening, we're going to remember what he did on that good Friday on the cross. And on that Sunday, we're going to celebrate that he resurrected from the grave. By the way, you can do that every single day. It doesn't have to fall on a particular date, right? But he did all that to, to save our souls, which we could not do for ourselves. But it doesn't just stop right there. We are called to be resolute, unwavering, pressing forward, right? On the journey towards the purpose. Everything that God has for us. There was a reason that God saved Paul. And he's saying here that he's pressing toward that reason, that purpose. And here's another thought that I have as we continue here, and that is, you know, we, we're called, those of you that have said yes to Jesus, one of the titles we use is followers of Jesus, meaning, meaning he's leading us somewhere. <laughs> we haven't arrived. We're on a journey and it's a daily walk. It's a daily getting to know him and it's a daily looking like him more every day. So be resolute in the journey. Don't go backwards, go forward forward and he's going to guide and lead you that's my second resolution for you and here's the third one as our musicians come back and then we're going to pray and that is know that jesus christ resolved it all and out of the three this is the most important one and aligns perfectly with the third definition in a secular dictionary by the way of the word resolution and that is the action of solving a problem, dispute, or contentious matter. How many of you know that before Jesus arrives on the scene, we had a pretty contentious matter happening in humanity? We had some problems, no? It's called sin. And that's why Jesus came ultimately to rescue us from sin. He did it all for us. Go back to the text. Philippians 3, starting in 13. Paul confirms this. He says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. 
But one thing I do, and underline this next phrase, one thing I do, meaning, meaning this is my discipline every day, he says, forgetting what is behind. Forgetting what is behind. Some of us hold on to our pasts. Some of us hold on to that bitterness, that unforgiveness, the bad things that happened back there. Some of us hold on to that and it keeps us from moving forward. Paul says, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead? Now apply that to what just took place in 2020 as we move into 2021. Some bad stuff happened to you at a very personal level in this past year. Paul says, forget that stuff. Forget this stuff. If, if you have to look back at it, look at it through the lenses of how I grew through it. Uh, here, here's another one. We, we th- in, the, in the church world, we throw this word around, my testimony. You know what I'm saying? Some of that stuff that hurt, Take that and apply that to, to, to your story, this journey. Why, would, why, why should I do that? Because there's things that you went through in 2020 or 10 years ago that someone's walking through right now. And because you went through it and the Holy Spirit walked you through it and you grew through it, that can literally transition right into this person, right? So if you gotta look back, Look back and say, oh yeah, that sucked. But let me tell you, I grew from that thing. And here's how you can. Do you see what I'm saying right here? So so he says, forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead. And then he says, he just like, he declares it, man. He says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward to Christ Jesus, forgetting what is behind forgetting what is behind. Someone someone needs to write that down on a piece of paper and put it on your mirror. Someone needs to figure out what tattoo parlor is working right now. Write it somewhere, okay? Forgetting what is behind and pressing forward to the summit. Now, I want you to know on that winter day, we didn't make it all the way to the top. But I know someone who has. I won't talk about that. Um, But first, (laughs) I got some mountaineers down here, by the way. Um, Look at this verse, 1 John. This is a great verse right here. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Now, I'm telling you, I've, I've been in the church my whole life. I've had seasons where I was embarrassed to walk into church just because of the lifestyle I was living. I'm just being honest, right? You know what I'm talking about? But I've known this passage of scripture my whole life. And, and the temptation is to blow over some of these truths right here. But let's, I want you to just listen to what God's word says here. He says, if we just say we're sorry, if we confess the fact that we've made mistakes, Scripture says that he's faithful, meaning he's committed. Uh, He's intentional. He's made a decision despite of the mess we've created for ourselves. God says that I am faithful and just, meaning I'm going to make it right, right? And this applies, I'm justice, it applies to everybody. So he says, I'm faithful, meaning I'm committed. And this applies to everybody, no matter who you are. He says, I will 
promise you I'll, I'll, I'll make it right. I'll forgive you of your sins, but I'm not going to stop right there. I'm going to make you clean. I'm going to purify you. My, uh, in our, at our house, we have one of those con- water containers. You know what I'm talking about? It has a blue top. And we take, we take that thing and the water comes out of the faucet and it fills up in this blue thing, right? And then like throughout the night, it gets filtered to like, zero, I don't know all the numbers and stuff, but it's like as pure as you can get it. And like, it's crazy because like after a few months, you can take that filter out and there's all kinds of black stuff in there and all this kind of stuff. It's like, it's like God doesn't just forgive us, but he like washes us clean, like fully purifies us from all unrighteousness. I was thinking about Paul and his past. <laughs> Before he was Paul, he was Saul. And he was a terrorist, specifically towards Christians. In fact, there was a season in Paul's life where he was so despicable that he would imprison Christians and he wouldn't execute them right away. He would wait for other Christians to send those Christians who were in prison letters of encouragement. And then he would confiscate the letters of encouragement to the imprisoned Christians and he'd find out where the Christians who wrote it lived. And then he'd go track them down and and put them in handcuffs and throw them in the same prison and then kill them all at the same time. Now you talk about, I mean, that is as bad as a dude could get. But even God had enough grace for him. And you know the story, he encounters the, the spirit of Christ on the road to Damascus to the point where it's actually Jesus's audible voice. Incredible thing. And he puts Paul on mission. And Paul goes on to write the majority of the New Testament and goes on to do incredible things. But don't you think, (laughs) don't you think that Paul from time to time had to remind himself that he was forgiven? Don't you think that Paul from time to time had to remind himself that this passage of scripture also applies to him. I say all that to say this, be encouraged today, friend. Whatever you think that you've done that permanently separates you from God, don't buy into that lie from the enemy. Because Jesus Christ resolved it all on the cross for you. There's nothing that you've done that can separate you from his love all because of what Jesus did for you. All you have to do is simply accept it. John 3 talks about just believing in him. And I love this This last passage of scripture, then we're gonna pray. I love how passionate God is about driving this truth home for each and every one of us because he fully forgives us to the point that it's included in one of the names that God actually calls himself. Look at this, Isaiah 43, 25. He says, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Now think about that. That's, 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 a, um, that's an outrageous thing to try to understand because there's people in your life that have hurt you that have actually said sorry, but you ain't forgotten. Why? Because you're human. (laughs) But we serve a God who loves us so much 
that not only that when we say sorry, he says, I forgive you. Scripture just confirms that he erases it from his memory to the point that he actually, he, he says, I am that. Like he gives him, he, like it's part of his name. <laughs> like I am the God that blots out your transgressions from my memory, not for your sake, although we get the benefit of that. He says, for my own sake, because I don't want to look at you and see sin anymore. Forget it. It's gone. In fact, Scripture says that when God now looks at us, he sees righteous men and righteous women. Don't try to figure that out. You're not supposed to. What you are supposed to do is accept it. Receive it today. Just receive it. Everything in life requires penance, a payment, a transaction, strings attached. Even when you say sorry to your loved one, right? They genuinely, hopefully forgive you. But man, it's hard to fully forget that, that deed. But we serve a God who doesn't remember JF's past and thank God he doesn't. Do you know what I'm talking about? Thank God that my transgressions are under the blood of Christ. Someone need, so you're watching right now and you're, on, you're in the middle of your shift. You're in, your break, in the break room. Like you need to hear that today. You, you need to hear, you, you've, been care, you've been sludging that thing through life. Shame, man. Maybe you even serve on our dream team here at church or, or you help out in the food pantry every, every day and the enemy keeps coming at you with, oh yeah, yeah, they might not know who you are, but you do and I do. And so you'll never A, B, and C lie from the enemy, right? In fact, Scripture disqualifies those notions 100%. So what's required for me, for you, is to humble ourselves and accept God's word, as hard as that is sometimes. Jesus Christ resolved it all. And maybe you need to, you need to during your meditation in this next year, you need to write that down. And wherever you're studying God's word or your small group, maybe it's your small group. Maybe you'll be known by the person who says, hey guys, gals, like quick reminder, just I, I know you already know what I'm gonna say. Uh, it's under the blood. <laughs> like Jesus took care of it all. <laughs> There's nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like, like maybe you can just get annoying like that. Oh, all right, go ahead and say it, JF. You know what I mean? Hey, just saying like, he, it's under the blood. You know what I'm saying? He, he resolved it all. So be encouraged in that today. And know, know that he's done that. So number one, resolve to know Christ better. It sounds very rudimentary, but I'm telling you, if you begin to apply this, even today as we, Friday, the new year comes, like what does that look like, man? Well, it requires meditation. It requires getting quiet. requires being in community, right? How many times, I got my brother David sitting over here, like the Lord's used him to be his voice to me. Like the God, God's given him something. He didn't even realize it. And he said something to me that he didn't even know I was walking through. And I, and I didn't even say it back to him, but I knew it was from God because there's no way he would have known. But what does that require? It requires him being in the right place and being willing to hear. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's so many ways that you can hear what God's trying to say. And I encourage you to do that. Hear what he's saying through his word. Get into a spiritual discipline. 
Apply it where you're reading the written word of God. Some, I get people all the time, what's, Jeff, what's God's will? What does he want for me? And I'll say, well, what's he saying through your time while you're reading the scripture? And they're like, oh, well, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey, op- open God's word. He's speaking. It's loud. You'll hear it right off the pages. But then he speaks through the Holy Spirit too. So it's a combination. And if you want more help with that, that's why we're here. We've got great leaders and pastors and dream team members that want to help you walk through that. So resolve to know Christ better in 2021. Be resolute in the journey. Be determined to fulfill the purpose that he has for you. And if you're searching that out, we can help you with that too, right? Growth track. Look at that segue. You can figure that out in growth track. We can help you with that. And then the last one, know that he's resolved it all. He's res- that's why we held the candles up on Christmas Eve, that he came to do what he came to do. That was to resolve it all for us. Come on, bow your heads, close your eyes as we bring this sacred moment to a close. By the way, whenever God's people comes together, whether it's 500 people or two people, it's sacred, it's holy. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in the middle of it. (laughs) Wherever God's Spirit is, it's a holy moment. That's all there is to it. God knew you'd be here today, whether you're in this auditorium or you're watching online. In fact, he had this specific word for you from his written word. Maybe you're here today and you say, JF, pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ right now on this last Sunday as we move into 2021. 2020, yes, has been hard for me in so many ways, but it didn't just start in 2020. It's been a lifetime of heartache, of abuse, of letdown, of decisions that led down paths that ended in destruction. And so I'm just tired. Let me just say back to you, I get it. (laughs) I was there once. Where you're doing life your way, the only way, the hard way, and finally you just say, I'm giving it over to God. Maybe this is a moment where you just want to make your peace with God. Not because he's mad at you, but because your life is so chaotic that you have told yourself that God's turned his back on me, which is another lie from the enemy. Right now you can say yes to him and begin a new life. You can begin this journey that I've been referring to. Here's the thing about walking with Jesus. is It's not so much the destination, but more so the journey, right? So if you're here today in this auditorium, you say, I want to say yes. I wonder... The count of three, you just want to slip your hand up. I won't embarrass you. I just want to say a little prayer. If you're watching online, I, I want you to be a part of this too. You say, Pastor, I want, to, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to start this new year. I want to be back here on Sunday as a, as a believer, as a Jesus follower. You can start this right now, even before we even get to 2021. Count of three, the Holy Spirit's working on some hearts right now. One, two, three. Just slip your hand up. Say, yeah, that's me. <clears throat> I want to... I want to commit my life to Christ. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. 
Anybody else? Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're sitting there on your family room. You can just, it's, it's not really, it's not, this isn't a requirement. It's just symbolic. It's really for you. you don't, by the way, you don't even have to raise your hand. You can, you can be a part of this little prayer I'm going to pray right now. God, I just pray for my friends, those that are in this auditorium, those that are watching online, those are listening. However they're hearing this or seeing this, I pray right now. Holy Spirit, begin a new thing in their hearts. If you raised your hand or if you didn't raise your hand, you want to accept Christ, to say, Lord, come into my life. I believe in you. Like 1 John, we just read, if I confess my sins. That's simply saying, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes, God. You know about them. And I'm just saying them out loud. Like, I've made mistakes. Forgive me, Lord. Purify my heart. Today I'm starting a new way of life and it's following you in Jesus' name. One more little prayer. Pray for everybody. We've all had a rough 2020, some of us worse than others. You say, Pastor, pray for me as I move into 2021, as I'm making decisions for, you know, that the Lord would give me the right information, direction, strength, protect me from all things that are evil, including sickness. God, I pray for every one of my friends right now that we would be resolute on the journey as we continue to walk with you, as we, we, we be, continue to pursue a deeper relationship with you, Lord Jesus. I pray in the midst of it all, we would be reminded that you resolved all of it for us on the cross. I pray you give my friends strength as we enter into this new year. There's still a lot of uncertainty. We, we don't know what the next six months is gonna look like. But we know that we're going to walk through it with you and together in community. So give my friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, strength, protect them, bless them in all that they do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.